What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Hi there. Welcome to episode 52 of Epitome of Stew. Oh, pick up your spirits, Brian. Knock it off. All right. Welcome. Here we are. We've got Moontooth in the background. What is not to be excited about? How many musketeers Musketeers. are to be had? There you go. Three of them. Three musketeers. Three musketeers, obviously. That's not the name of the song. (laughs) No, the song is just Musketeers. That is Moontooth. It is off their album Crux. It is fucking amazing. You've heard us tell you this before. If you haven't listened to it yet, why not? Oh, Clint has a stroke. As Clint has a stroke. And again, if they're coming to your town, be there. Do the right thing. And they are awesome. We, uh... We may reconfirm how much we love them while talking with their guitar player, Nick, again. We'll just shortly. rename this podcast to Moontooth Podcast. Moontooth Love Podcast. Yes. Podcast Moontooth Love. Love mm-hmm. Moontooth Podcast. But that one. Moontooth Love Podcast. All right. Episode number one. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, begins, what are you listening to? It begins. Oh, fuck nothing. Fuck nothing. Fuck nothing. Absolutely. Fuck nothing. It was really... It was... Saying the same bands because it was Moontooth. That's really all. I'd listen to some Lamb of God. Obviously, because what was that? Obviously, I'm just making sure. Because uh, we got two weeks to recap, right? Right. So we got uh, you know all the stuff leading up to the show, right? And all that good stuff. Yeah, all the all the things I'm listening to will be brought out and brought up. Brought out and brought up. Yep. Okay. Brian's bringing out and up. Got it. Yeah. Uh, I believe this is. I. I'm going to say I hope you're sitting down, but I know you are. Uh. But I hope you're sitting down because I listened to a lot of Clutch here recently. Um, and then Russian Circles put out a new fucking song. Oh, you're not going to even elaborate on the Clutch? Why? What do you want me to elaborate on? Because you get to see them. Oh, yeah. they're, they're <laughs> But that's not why I was listening to them. I was listening to them because it was a day of the week. Oh, not a weekday? <laughs> Actually, it was a weekday, oh. <laughs> you fucking maniac. Yeah. Um, White people. Russian Circles, I'm the worst. Russian Circles, Mastodon, because Mastodon's this week. Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday. Wednesday. And then uh, last Wednesday, I went and saw Apocalyptica with one of my favorite people in the world. Vocalist killer. My son. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you haven't heard of or heard that stuff, check it out. It is uh, maybe, I kind of feel dickhead of saying this, maybe stay away from the stuff, the original stuff that has vocals on it because it just doesn't work out the same. But seeing dudes with cellos, Jello blast through shit like fight fire with fire and battery. Holy fucking shit, man. That I seriously thought one of the cellos was going to catch on fire because I, I thought that's how friction worked. If you move something on wood that fast, it has to catch on fire. It's on a string, Clint. It's on, I get it, jerk. <laughs> like you wouldn't say that to me. <laughs> no. Okay, so no one else cares what you're... No and cares. then Russian Circles gets... Post metal band of the week because of their new song and all that stuff. Let's talk about something else. Sonic recap. That's what you said. Oh, let's talk about Sonic recap. We went to Sonic Temple Music Festival uh, party on the Block Square tirade. Range. Yeah, and here in Columbus, Ohio. Clint went all three days. Clint went all three days. Brian went one because he's no fun. Brian went one for half the day. Yes, but I saw all the good bands. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I missed my sugar. And you the, missed the Leonardar. So tell us about your experience. Well, you've got Clint the shorter in Lou. Uh, we have a Lou uh, on the. Uh, we have a Lou. Uh, we. <laughs> <laughs> we have a Lou on the show today. Lou, so, say hi. Hi, I'm thanks. You got to be up on you it. Like be it. right up on thanks, it. Brian, for being the only person to introduce me properly. What now? It's your time. It's your time to shine. All right. <laughs> Excellent. So Clint and Lou, they went to the show. They had a good time, don't you know? Don't you know? Tell us about your good time. How good were the beers, first of all? Well, I mean, I'm used to European festivals, and therefore $11 for a shit beer (laughs) was not the one. I was not loving that. I think I spent about £300 in three days. On beer? It takes quite a lot to get me drunk. (laughs) Thanks for disclosing that. Noted. (laughs) Who'd you see? Well, uh, Zelenado were the best, actually. Zelenado were the first. And they were the first. They were the first band that we saw, and actually they smashed everybody out of the park. Completely crushed it. They were amazing. But they, I saw them last year as well, and they were at another festival, and they were amazing then as well. They were a complete accidental discovery, and it was lovely to see them again. So good. They are. They were the highlight of the weekend for me as well. They were every bit. It was 90 damn degrees outside, and they come out in all black and long sleeves and robes and shit. 
And that tells you how stupid they are. And just dedicated. Crushed. The word is dedicated. Just, just crushed. I'm not impressed by it. I was. <laughs> just crushed. Like halfway Me and Clint were the two gingers on fire in the front row, <laughs> just going, "This is fucking great. This Look is at these amazing. guys." <laughs> the uh, like halfway through the set, the the main dude. Um, Kanye or something like the French, <laughs> Wait, the what? French spelling G E A N I. There's an X in there somewhere. I can't remember his actual name. There's an X in there. Is there? Did I hear a niner? Yes. <laughs> there's a hashtag. I, it's spelled really weird. Uh, he like halfway through the set, he took like half of his long sleeve coat jacket thing off so that he could play guitar and sweat at the same time. <laughs> but again, they were clearly the highlight of the fucking weekend. They, were they were they playing Zeal in, in Arter songs? What the hell else would they play? Then, yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> You're oh. fucking drunk. Hold <laughs> <laughs> on, my second beer. You're <laughs> nuts, man. Uh, Mashuga was also very good that same day. They, uh, I'm not the world's biggest Mashuga fan, but them live is a uh, a fun thing to see. Uh, I don't think Lou enjoyed Mashuga quite as much as I did. I'll be completely yes. honest. I don't remember. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't remember seeing Mashuga. Tell us about things you do remember. What do I remember, apart from $11 beers and uh, getting a lot of mosquito bites? Um, I remember a really nice man that we talked to that <laughs> sat down in the grass. <laughs> I grass. don't remember a lot of actual bands. I'll be honest. This is a bad recap from me. I feel like since I got here, it's just been like relentless music. Yeah. And I'm still that kind sounds of terrible. from Moontooth last night. So oh, and then there's that. We'll so get to that here in a minute. We'll get to that in a bit, but still. I missed my. I mean, I wanted to see Dacillas. That was the main thing for me. That's a whole nother story. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, the, let's finish up day one, I guess. They, uh, we, we had a good time hanging out with Brian Ewing, who's yeah, he's such a nice, continuously guy. Yeah. our guy. He's the fucking best. Um, he says ten minutes. He'll be home in ten minutes. Cool. Uh, then uh, yeah. So to get through the rest of the first day there, we uh. Well, towards the end, we saw well, Ghost. Yeah, everybody's favorite. I didn't see Ghost, and by favorite, I mean not favorite. Ghostess with the most. I did see a lot of ghosts, <laughs> as in other pale white people. Strange, yeah. <laughs> it was very odd. But the main thing was the uh, who was the helicopter ponytail and the people from the Civil War. <laughs> um, <laughs> shit. Who was that? Those guys. There was just the guys. They were all like dressed like they're from the Civil War. And the lead singer was just doing like a helicopter with his ponytail, like the whole time. It never, <laughs> it never ended. It I don't was know how he didn't take off. I cannot remember the what name the of them. They were entertaining, if nothing else. We weren't even actually listening to them. They were on the screens. I was trying. Oh, to from the other stage, like yeah, from the main stage while we were standing there waiting for ghosts. And I can't remember their name. They are. It's something with an A. It's called helicopter it, ponytail in the Civil Wars. <laughs> the architects? <laughs> no. Architects? Oh no, God, no, 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 no. no. Unless you're a 32 year old IT manager who really wants a 14 year old girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> parentheses. She's talking in parentheses. If you yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then day one finished with System of a Down, and they had some fun. Wake up! Technical difficulties. Oh, my God. Yeah, they had to reboot the whole They had stadium. to reboot the whole damn sound Which system. Is hilarious. And What's what's weird is all, all the uh, news articles that came from this festival. Um, that was a news article. That was one. The. Um, Saturday was the only day that went off without any problems. Except for the dude burning his face. Except for oh dude from Godzilla God. catching <laughs> himself on fire. Yeah. Jesus, that poor boy. That was a news article. And then Sunday was obviously the big rain delay evacuation. Right. Every, day there was, yeah, every day there was something. Yeah, there's nothing like getting evacuated. Uh, well, that's kind of from, <laughs> from a concert, right? You got to finish. <laughs> I've been evacuated. So then moving to Saturday, Brian, go ahead and pick up some slack Brian, here. Brian went to Saturday because uh, he was finally in town and got there just in time to see. Was it Gajira the first person I wanted to see? Gajira was the first band that we did pay. No, I think Killswitch was before them. You we sure? watched Killswitch and then went over so to for, Well, for me, whatever order, Gajira, Killswitch, Lamb of God. And you um, got there... Too late to come with me to go see the whole Mark Morton right. acoustic thing with Mark Lanigan and, but I could hear it, dude from Papa Roach. Yeah, Jac oh my God, Jacoby. It was so nice to see Mark Lanigan though. Um, so, yeah, so that little thing they did was cool. I could hear it and I could jump the fence and see them as I was walking in. But uh, for me, I mean, obviously Lamb of God all the way. I don't know that I've ever seen them before, ever, ever. But uh, of course I have. Yeah, but it was awesome. I mean. 
and there was just enough people, not you know, I don't know how it says, not just enough, not enough people. Just enough, <laughs> not enough. Got it. <laughs> that it wasn't too crazy. You know, I would, I didn't feel fucking anxiety the entire time. Uh, I was able to walk up and get a beer when I wanted a beer. I waited in line for five minutes to get a, a sandwich or something. You know, it wasn't sandwich. I went to the media tent for thirty seconds. So that was fun. Right. Um, we had uh, internight the beer. It was gross. It was disgusting. The Metallica beer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thirteen dollars for. Ugh. We ran into two strangers who have actually heard of this shitty podcast, which is very strange. Which was fucking better than no strangers that have heard <laughs> of this shitty podcast, I guess. Uh, Saturday also included Mark Lanigan proper there on the other side stage, who He's a beautiful, I beautiful man. I know Lou enjoyed thoroughly. Oh. He's just a beautiful man, and he also speaks in my vocal register, so I appreciate him. <laughs> uh, what other goofiness did we do? Oh, Saturday by the way, was when Gojira, the guitar player for Gojira, caught himself on fire. They were fucking badass. Well, oh yeah, they fucking killed it the whole time. Clint's looking at me, is like, "Why the fuck don't I listen to them?" More? And I haven't listened to them. And I'm since. like, "Yeah," I'm like, "You roll your eyes at me when I'm. What are you listening to?" And Gojira's in there. I don't roll like, my eyes at you about like, that. Uh, yeah, I'm like they're fucking good. They are, and they like whales, <laughs> flying whales. I still don't get the whale thing, but whatever. I guess. <laughs> and they're they're uh, they're um, descending scrape. Yeah, they're, they're that's their thing. Yeah. The whales and their their scrape. Yeah. But um, Sunday, I completely skipped. Sunday, you completely skipped. Sunday, we got there and just in time to see the distillers. And as we're walking in, we can see that there's a gate closed to the main floor. And there's nobody on the main floor. We walk up, Lou and I walk up to walk in this gate that we clearly cannot get through and are told. Well, basically, the winds are too high. We can't let anybody in here. Lighting rigs might fall on everyone, I guess. Right. So we were really, well, I was really, Clint was not worried. Clint wasn't really bothered, (laughs) but I was super unhappy. Like, am I not going to get to see Brody Doll? And the distillers, right? Oh God, I have such a girl crush on her, and um, and I've been looking forward to it the whole time. But uh, yeah, too windy apparently. Weather, Ohio, Ohio doesn't like weather. Ohio and weather. So we moved over to the side stage and we're watching the hives, and they make it through their set. And the the singer guy is playing it all up, telling everybody that you know this is all part of the plan, and that if you clap your hands and dance and be loud for their set. He will make all the weather go away. He was great. As he actually was pretty entertaining. I love the hives though. Anyway, they're always good. They are always good value. They and are just such a good band. They, they. I will go back and listen to the hives now. And like for real, who turns up to a rock festival in white tuxedos? In white tuxedos. Just honestly, fancy bastards. <laughs> I love them so much. And they're as they're good. playing the one fucking song that I actually recognize of theirs, they get two and a half minutes through this probably three and a half minute long song and the the PAs all get shut down and a voice comes over the monitor saying please slowly and cautiously evacuate the fucking premises they didn't actually cuss but it would have been better if they did <laughs> so we all made our way out and I apparently Lou caught part of the whole we plan to reopen or hope to reopen in like an hour thing yeah I completely missed that I turned around and looked at her and Jess and said, yo, let's go. Let's not stand around waiting on the rest of the crowd to figure out what the hell's going on. Let's get the fuck out of this place before 20,000 people are ahead of us. <laughs> and uh, that's what we did. And as we are getting on the freeway, somebody pulls up the Instagram and it, it says something to the extent of, you know, we hope to reopen in an hour. There's bands that are clearly not going to be able to play because of all this. Bands like The Distillers, Refuse, Chevelle. Mm-hmm. Um, what, was it Bring Me the Horizon? Who yeah. Was, who yeah, was the yeah. other band? Yeah. And, uh, you know, and there's still Foo Fighters and Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, too. And they did end up opening back up around an hour and a half later. And by then... We were in a Mexican restaurant. We were already done with the <laughs> damn day and not going back. Have we not seen the Foo Fighters last year? It might have been a different story, but wasn't messing with it. Well, to, to kind of bring this thing to a close, we're going to talk. Well, we should probably say, you know, we got to talk to no one. Um, no, we had a couple things set up and they all kind of fell through. In right, so we got to talk to no one. So we talked to exactly <laughs> nobody, but 
Yo, obviously, big thanks to Kristen and everybody yeah. who helped us set all this shit up. Uh, we hope to do it again next summer with maybe a higher profile so that it's not as easy for things to fall through for yeah. us. Yeah. Um, so, but we're going to talk to an artist that was there. Yes. Not a music artist. Though. Not a music artist. A comedian artist. Uh, and we might end up talking to two comedians who were there to kind of tie all this together and have some fun with it. So who are we going to talk to, Clint? Chappelle Lacey. He is a comedian, and he is, you know, by proxy, that means he's funny. <laughs> so we're going to talk to him. He's, uh, based on all the, the social stuff and things that we see, the, the connection there with some of the heavier music is... He likes it. He likes it, <laughs> and we will flush that out in conversation here in just a couple minutes. Or right now. Or right now. Let's you want to dial some random numbers? I want Lou to. <laughs> her <Okay>. face. <laughs> she looks here looking at you like Fine. shaking nodding her head. <laughs> yeah, dial them. Doodly 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 doo doo doo. Ring. And he answered. We are we've got a winning percentage with yeah. people answering the phone when we call. It, it's really good. It's really <laughs> weird, actually. We've got Chappelle Lacey on the line who performed at Sonic Temple just last weekend. Chappelle, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing good. Where are you at? Sunday. Uh, I'm at my home right now. I'm in. I, I live in Los uh, Los Angeles. Oh, oh shit! So it's early for you. Early. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's. I mean, eleven fifty. It's not too bad. <laughs> like, you know, it. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I right. Mean, well, that's early for Los Angeles, <laughs> to be honest. And you sent us a message late last night saying you didn't get back in until what, like four in the morning? Uh that was four in the morning. Your guys' time. It was like, I think it was like. Oh yeah, that's right. What, three hours different. Yeah, what time? Yeah, it was like one, one something here. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, did you have a show last night? Yeah, you know, the, the late nights, man. You know, out here, it's yeah, and it's so. And it, what's so weird about? Because I've only been living in L.A. for a little over a year, and it's just different from where I'm originally from in Phoenix, Arizona. Like, like people are still out like heavy, like around like one in the morning and stuff. Like, it's just a lot of people out you know because no one really has a real job <laughs> <laughs> or do they all have real jobs and we have fake jobs right the, <laughs> right <laughs> any any good quick uh random uh celebrity sightings or anything like that is it is it quite common or yeah it's pretty common and like you 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 honestly get uh you're just like eh, at the end of the day because, <laughs> you know well i mean because a lot of them look for you to uh, want to look at them and it's like yeah, I don't. I don't care. You know what I mean? <laughs> nice. Like I get it. <laughs> nice. I, I geek out. I geek out more of like musicians yes. than I do like like some celebrity right. type Perfect. person. You know what I mean? I'm always like, oh, cool. There's fucking Brad Pitt. That's cool. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, Anyways. I like an ice mocha. <laughs> <laughs> way, way to pull it back to musicians, though. So let's talk about Sonic and you real quick. Um, so you know who who was. Who was the top performing artist there for you that you saw or maybe wanted to see? Uh man, I'd say because I'm a big I'm a big punk rock nerd, so I'd say Henry Rollins. Okay, all right, and then uh, Pat Smear from the Germs. Oh, which nice. He plays guitar in the Foo Fighters. Right. So those two were like that. Was like oh, I was like oh, I don't even know how to. I don't even know how to, how am I going to control myself like <laughs> that? Those two, like those, those were right there for me. Those two. Yeah, I saw some of your social stuff where you taking pictures with them and stuff. It, it that had to be a big damn deal. Oh yeah, and and what was cool, you know, especially with Henry, you know, he's just a guy that like, if I had to like wrap it up, like he's a guy that just gets it. You know what I mean? Like right. He's all about having a conversation, you know, getting to know something like he he's a dude that just loves to learn. You know what I mean? And you see it like, you know, when he goes up there and talks, you know, he he's he's full of fucking information. It's because the dude is just constantly learning. And he's and he's down to like 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 when I talked to him, it didn't feel one sided. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it didn't feel like I'm just like talking to him like, yo, here, yo, yo. But it, <laughs> it was it was. A, yeah. I mean, which it should have been, but it was such a back and forth that, like, you're just like, wow, this dude, like, like yeah, he's... gets it. Like, this dude, this dude's never met me. You know what I mean? Anything like that. And I've, I've seen him a gazillion of times, but, like, 
you know, to, to, it was just, it was, it was really cool to see him on a different level than me being, you know, in the audience, you know, just waiting to hear Henry speak and stuff like that. You know, it was, it was really cool to like get this more like intimate one-on-one, uh, level with him. You know, he was, he was so funny too, cause I had to tell him a story. I was like, dude, cause I went through anger management in high school and in college. Oh yeah. And in college, they used uh, things that I liked to help me with my anger. And uh, Henry Rollins and Black Flag was the things that they used. You know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, so I told Henry, I was like, yo, man, they used one of these videos uh, of you to help me with my anger. And he was like, they used one of my videos to help with your anger. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was just like, what? He goes, are they crazy? And I was like, no, no, no. It's it's totally cool that, you know, I, I explained to him what video it was. And it was this video where he's been being interviewed by this kid and this kid's trying to, like, fuck with him or whatever. And Henry's just too intelligent, you know, and he basically just killed this kid with his words. And so my, and I told him, I was like, my anger management, you know, taught me to use my words and not beat the fuck out of a person. And so they use. Yeah. And so he was like, oh, he thought it, he thought it was so cool when I broke it down to him that way. Otherwise he was just like, no, like don't, don't look <laughs> it's at the videos. <laughs> right. I got, I got to know though. I got to know what does Dave Grohl smell like? Did he stink or does he smell good? He, sm- he smells good. Does he smell because good? I, I could go yeah, either way. I, I feel like, like he might stink like, a little oh, bit. Shit. No. <laughs> I was like, and holy he, shit. <laughs> and that, that, oh, okay. So the thing with Dave Grohl, like, I, I like, you know, obviously, we've all been following him since Nirvana days, you know, stuff right. like that. And that dude, like all the videos and all that, and, you know, I've seen him in concert a bunch of times. That dude, you know, you know, being with him backstage like that, I was like, that is one person that is just 100% them. The dude is always on. You know, he just seems so excited and ready, you know what I mean, to like, do something yeah. you know what i mean it was like pretty cool to like see i was like oh shit <laughs> this guy doesn't really like turn off like he's he's that yeah. like that's really him yeah, it's, that's... it's dave bro like it's you know it, it, i expected different you know with him backstage i was like oh he's probably like a lot more you know but no he's just like what's up you know hey what yep uh-huh. <laughs> yeah yep. like just <laughs> Yeah, just total Dave. Yeah, fucking yeah. Everybody's about to go jam. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, you gotta imagine that being Dave Grohl is pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm like you, you, you love your life. You love your life. <laughs> uh, all right, enough about you know, the other people. He, oh. Yeah, uh, as he should. You know what I mean? But like, right. You know, and and you could tell, like, I don't know, those dudes. You know, they genuinely just fucking love the. To fucking rock. It was cool. I, I bet, was like, man. holy shit. You know, it was it was cool to see them. It was cool to see uh System of a Down, which was my first time seeing them. Nice. Uh that was yeah, that was nuts because you know, you know, that's one of those bands like they've been pretty consistent and you know, and you know, j- j- just like the Foo Fighters have, you know, they they, they just th- those bands are just <laughs> super consistent bands. Uh where you, you're gonna you're they're gonna give you System of a Down. You know, right. it was it's really, really cool. And then, uh, you know, just being a comedian on that festival and, uh, you know, I didn't know how things were going to go. I didn't know, you know, because I'd, I'd never done a rock festival before. And, like, I think, you know, a lot of these festivals are starting to do that where they have these, like, comedy uh, tents. You know what I mean? So, right. And um, Henry was actually explaining it to me. You know, we, 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 we talk, you know. And... Uh, he was saying that a lot of these festivals like to do that because at, there's a point in time where people just wanted to sit down and relax and not hear a lot of distortion. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Here's so the there rest. were so many people that so showed up to the comedy tent. It was so dope, man. It was great. Did, did they approach you, Sonic? No, my manager got me that gig. Okay. Nice. So how did your yeah. set go? It was great, man. And I was on, and I, and I was a little weirded out because I was the only comedian on my lineup the first night. So they had Nadia from Pussy Riot. Right. And then, uh, then it was me. Then it was Tom Morello. And then it was Henry Rollins. I can't believe I'm saying that either. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. Yeah. That's a pat and, yourself on the back moment right there, buddy. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been, I've been doing it since I left. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> since I left Ohio, I've just been patting myself on the back. I'm like, I don't need anyone else to do this. I got it. And uh, uh, so, yeah, Nadia from Pussy Riot, she goes up and tells her story, how she was incarcerated in Russia, you know, and and then it was like, oh, hey, uh, now we got a comedian. <laughs> 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 I'm like, hey. Uh, yeah, you know, go, what's uh, up, everybody? How you feeling? Yeah, what's up? You guys like the lab? You know? <laughs> it was, it, but it, it was so it was they were they responded to me so well that I was like, oh shit. You know, once once I got that first big laugh, which was like pretty quick, I was like, oh, okay, I got this. Uh, you know, and it was able uh, to just yeah. ride it out. And they gave me a 20, 20 minute spot, which was really cool. And then um, uh, Tom Morello was after me. You know, so it was really cool to like walk off stage and see Tom Morello right there, and I'm like, "Oh, what's up, dude?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> bring Rage back. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. nailed it. <laughs> saying what we're all thinking. <laughs> yeah, saying what we're all thinking. Yeah, what we're all thinking. We're all thinking it. <laughs> um, and you know, so I'm, I'm watching Tom Morello do his thing. He was great. You know, and and, the, and the, you know what was kind of cool was like they actually were saying like funny stuff. They were just telling like you know, their, you know, their stories, you know, everybody knows who they are, you know, they're, they're historians in music, you know what I mean? Like they, you know, you know, historical figures in, in the music industry. So it's, you know, especially the rock industry. So, you know, they just talking to the crowd and, you know, and jokes just kind of came along the way. And then Tom, Tom Morello uh, is done with his set and he get, he's getting off stage and he was, he comes up to me and he goes, dude, you're hilarious. And I was like, Holy shit! Right? <laughs> Fuck. You know, he awesome. could have said he he could have said this. He could have said, uh, "You're all right," and Man. I still would have been excited. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, yeah, you you were up there." <laughs> yeah, I was. yeah, you were up there. He could have said that, and I would have like, "Yo, Tom Rill spoke to me." <laughs> Chappelle, let's yeah, get, how was your day? How was your day? <laughs> right. Let's get to you, man. I, I love hearing about these other guys, but we want to talk about you. Right. And what you did. Yeah. And and what's I think is he you're the first comedian we've yes. had on here. And so oh, I, cool. I, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, what how how one becomes such a thing. Um, um you know, I actually started stand up comedy because someone dared me. I've heard that before. That's I, I've I've heard that story. Yeah, it was a dare, or you know, or I got drunk. Yeah, <laughs> One of the two. yeah. some people. Yeah, some people are like, yeah, and, and it's so funny because like out here, there's so many people that are like, I've always wanted to do it ever since I was a kid, and they're like, what what got you into it? I'm like, oh, someone dared me. <laughs> you know what nah, I mean? How like, old were you? Fuck? <laughs> how old were you when that happened? Yeah. How old was I? Yeah. I was. Uh, damn. How old was I? I was 23. Oh, okay. And how old are you now? Yeah, I'm 32. Yeah. Yeah. But I I had stopped for like two years. So like this is actually pretty unique. So when I when I started, you know, um, obviously it was because of a dare, and then I kept kind of like riding off the dare. So I was kind of oblivious to comedy. You know, wasn't really, you know. I don't know. Like I was doing it, but it wasn't like it didn't feel like it was actually for me. You know, it was still like, oh, yeah, my friend. Yeah, my friend jokes on my friend. I'm still doing it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Type deal. And then, you know, I stopped for like two years and then uh, I got back into it. When I got back into it, I was like, oh, shit, I actually want to do this now. You know what I mean? Like this is for me. So then I just, you know, just started, you know, working my ass off with it. And then along the way, this was, out, you know, while I was out in Phoenix, you know, back home in Arizona. And, you know, when I got back into it, all of a sudden I'm opening for Bill Burr. You nice. Know, Hannibal Burr. Shit, and, I didn't know you that. Know, uh, yeah. Uh, Chris D'Elia. You know, I'm opening for these guys. And then, you know, I was like, oh, shit, I could really fucking do this. You know what I mean? I could actually. <laughs> oh, shit, I'm good. You know, like, yeah, I was like, it, 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 I started finding it for myself and it was no longer a dare to me you know what i mean right so so then i just you know i moved out to la in uh 2018 you know kind of just you know packed my shit out of arizona you know got a u-haul and just left it was kind of like you know and it it just felt right it was just like okay i need to go level up and 
ever since I've been here, man, I've, you know, connected with even more people. You know, the, you know, Bill Burr remembered me opening for him in Phoenix, you know. So whenever I see him now, it's, you know, he remembers, you know, who I am, which I think every even, even though I see him like quite a few times out here and every time. He remembers me. I'm still shocked. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I bet that's like, awesome every fucking time. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you remember me? You know, and, and he's such a, you know, pretty blunt, honest dude. Right. That, like, I don't get too, yeah, I don't get too fanboy over him because I don't want him to, like, you know, destroy my soul. <laughs> <laughs> destroy my soul. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's always cool. I'm always like, yeah, hey, Bill, but inside inside me dude <laughs> i'm freaking out <laughs> right <laughs> well i mean what do you yeah go ahead go ahead i was just gonna ask what you had coming up or you know are you are you are you booked up or are you just doing shows you know every weekend what do you got going on yeah so i've been doing uh shows around la um i get up at the comedy store a lot uh which is you know obviously the comedy fucking mecca right uh around, you know it's really cool being there because you know what, what i like about doing comedy out here in comparison to doing it out in arizona is that you know out in arizona we don't have the joe rogan's we don't have the bill burrs we don't have the chris D'Elia's, we don't have the theo vaughn's sure it's kind of just like you know so when you come out here and you're around it it just makes you want to be better you know and uh that's one thing i love about you know making the move out here because it's like oh shit hell yeah i can totally level up so i've been getting you know a lot of stuff and just working my ass off um the comedy store is probably where i get the most love out of the like the bigger clubs but i get up at every uh major club out here like every opportunity yeah man and, and it's and it's and like every time i'm like on a stage out here, it's just, it's, I don't know, it's a blessing to me. You know what I mean? I'm just like, hell yeah, this is cool. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Do, have you, have you, I mean, how many tours have you done? Are you, are you touring a lot or are you, are you just trying to you know, stay local? That, that, so that festival was the biggest, uh, that was my first like big road gig. Oh, really? You know? Yeah, because I, I got my manager back in October and, you know, we just been, you know, building, building who I am and stuff like that. And, you know, been starting to get uh, some major stuff. And that was, yeah, that was my big, uh, that was the big one for me. You know, the first big one. Hell yeah. Since I've been out here. Yeah. And I've only been, yeah, only been out here, you know, just a little over a year. So it's, it's like, fuck, this is nuts. Yeah. If the shit's you know? growing after a year out in that place, you know, you've got yeah, something. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. People, people go oh, there yeah. and never be seen again. Right. <laughs> people know? go there and yeah. end up being <laughs> waiters. <laughs> right. <laughs> So I mean, yeah, people just kind of fade away. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go ahead and flat out and ask and kind of put you on the spot. If you could give us, give us something. Give us some. Right. Usually of, we'd ask somebody about their influences right. or what their favorite song is or something. We we're not really sure what to ask you. So give us some stand up. Yeah. What? Give us some See, that, an easy the bit. Weirdest thing. That's the weirdest <laughs> thing you can ask. I know. <laughs> Tell me I a joke. Because like my my stuff's like not. I don't know how to, it's because I'm very physical. So like okay. if I do it on the phone, you're not going to understand it. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there. Like, yeah. I guess is there but, somewhere where, uh, what's the best place to point people towards that? To find you. Oh, and so like all, all my stuff's like online, uh, like uh, YouTube. And then uh, also like, you know, I post stuff on my uh, social media, which like all of it is. Uh, Chappelle Lacey. I just got Twitter, though, so I'm, I'm learning that. I know, it sounds crazy. But, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> we're still learning that, too. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I guess it's just a punk rock in me. You know, we just kind of just go and <laughs> do shit or whatever. We never think about, oh, hey, this is a thing. You know, it's kind of like, whatever, you know. <laughs> this is a thing. So, uh, but yeah, I post all that stuff at Chappelle Lacey, and you better spell it right, people. It's S H A P. E L L A C E Y, and yeah. we will include links. Yeah, God, oh, God damn it, oh, Dave perfect, Chappelle yeah. for ruining the spelling. The spelling of yeah. Chappelle, right? Christ. What'd you say, Dave Chappelle for ruining for setting the stereotype for how to spell Chappelle? That's that's his that's his cross <laughs> that's his cross to bear, not yours. So I guess no, we he, could he, go ahead. Oh, no, I was saying I met him. That was pretty cool. Oh, really? 
Yeah, that was real cool. Yeah, I met him. Man, I met him a month after a month after I moved out here. It was nuts. <laughs> that didn't take long. Yeah, right? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, that was that was that was trippy because so I'm I'm at the comedy store and I'm, I'm going up on uh, one of my spots and uh, in walks Dave. And whenever he walks in, it's just like, oh, shit. You know, like, <laughs> oh, obviously, shit. you know, nat- natural reactions from people. And he's walking up and we make eye contact. And he walks over to me. And he was like, what's up, man? And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I was like, uh. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> and all I, could, all, I could, all I could say was this. I was like, uh, uh, I was like. I'm a comedian, and my first name is Chappelle. <laughs> and, then he, and, like, and then, and then he goes, "Hell yeah!" You know, just like high subtle, as fuck, yeah. Subtle Dave, and then you know he was so cool. He was like, "You going up?" And I was like, "Yeah, man." He goes, "Make sure you have a good set." And then, uh, and then I was like, "Hey, is it too much an ass?" I was like, "Can I have a picture with you?" And then he was like, "Chappelle, let's take a picture." And I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> my head. My head could have blown off right there. <laughs> That's fucking it awesome, man. It should have exploded man. at that moment. That's fucking so. awesome. Uh, obviously, yeah. you know, should you make your way back east, we want to know about it, and we, we hope to get to see you. And I, I know you've done oh, a handful yeah, of things yeah, out this some, way. Uh, I'm in the works of some stuff right now. Can't talk too much about it yet, but, really? like, you know, it's just I'm coming. in the works, man. Yeah, so shit's I'm pretty coming. excited. Okay. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, and yeah. we will include uh, as many links as we can. I'll have to find you on the Twitter to try to include that, so that might come a little bit later in the week. We want to do a, a quick rapid-fire uh, segment with you, if you don't mind. It'll just take yeah, a minute. Yeah, go for it. Um, oh, we're definitely doing the Island Album thing, too. Oh, okay, we'll do that, too. But first first things first, all right? Two options. Pick whichever one you, pl- you please, and Clint will tell you if you're wrong or you're right. Yes, I will. Okay. okay. Coffee or tea? Tea. Toilet over oh, one. <laughs> Toilet paper under or over? Over. Beatles or Stones? Beatles. Over two. <laughs> Simpsons? <laughs> <laughs> the Simpsons or the or Family Guy? Simpsons. Hammett or Hetfield? I don't think it applies. What? Uh, Hammett. Okay. Why doesn't it apply? He likes music. Okay, fine. Beer or liquor? He doesn't drink. Sober. <laughs> Pepsi, basically. But if I had, if I Pepsi had or Coke. Choose, it'd be wild turkey. So okay. liquor. There you go. Uh, the woods or ocean? Ocean. Fall or spring? Fall. And the, the kicker, sausage links or patties? Patties. All right. <laughs> he nailed that one. That is the right answer to that one for sure. <laughs> for sure uh, Chappelle we really appreciate your time man we're gonna get you out of here on the trophy been done a thousand times before but we still enjoy putting people through the consternation of it if you get shipped Hell off yeah. to an island and you get to bring one album with you what would that album be uh, one album man if I um, an album that does it all for me mmm I would have to say Queens of the Stone Age songs for the death. My <laughs> fucking guy. I looked right at Queens. Yeah. My fucking guy. <laughs> I would have to say I would have to say that one because that music it, it, <laughs> it like I I could never get bored of that. So yeah. I would have to choose that album. My guy, good fucking call. Right answer, Clint. Yeah. That works for me. All right, that works for me. And Dave. and Dave Grohl drummed that album, so. <laughs> There you go. That's Tied it all together. Fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, again, man, we really appreciate your time. Uh, we uh, we hope to do this again sometime, be it in person or just another one on the phone. Uh, Hell yeah. You know, best of wishes and uh, go get them. <laughs> go get them. All right. Em. All right, man. Hope to talk to you later. Have a good one. All right. Have a good one. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt your regularly scheduled ridiculousness. Here is a quick word from a new sponsor. Giveaway soon. Incarceration Festival 2019 is back. Ohio's Rock and Tattoo event of the summer. July 12th through 14th. Ohio State Reformatory, Mansfield, Ohio. Starring Shinedown. Cut Smack. Five Finger Death Punch. Taking Back Sunday, Live, Cedar, and many more. Over 30 bands and 70 tattoo artists. Lock up your three-day weekend passes now at incarceration.com. Back to the dumbness. Back to the dumb.
All right, well, apparently I committed a cardinal sin. What did you do? <laughs> I asked him the wrong question to ask oh, a comedian. <laughs> we knew that. So kinda, I'm sorry. We knew that going into it. We'd seen some of the videos and knew that it was kind of dicey to do that. And, and I, I mean, went for it. I'm not editing it out. It's in there. It's in there. Yeah. And I, it, it was fun to hear him just be excited about all the yeah. people. I felt bad. We, uh, right. We wanted to actually talk about him more and all that stuff. And he is a legitimately funny dude. Check him out. But, I mean, I get it. I would have nerded out about all that shit, too. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he met Dave Grohl and Pat Smear and Henry Rollins and Tom Morello. And Dave I Chappelle. feel just a little bit cooler because we got to talk to him. Yeah, I feel I feel cool by association. You know, by proxy, yeah. yeah. It, it's, we're cooler because he's done cool shit. Speaking of cool people, oh. we had a really cool encounter with a guy. With someone we like a lot. Named Nick. He is the guitar player from the Moontooth. Moontooth. Not Bluetooth. Moontooth. We sat down and had a pint In with this blue. guy. And um, you want to hear how it went? I do. I want to send it to Field Clint. Thanks, Basement Brian. We're here with Nick from Moontooth. Uh, our guy following up as they are out on tour with Animals as Leaders and the Contortionists. I'm, I'm not going to say try. that because I don't listen. <laughs> Nick, how's it going, man? All right. We're going to really ask well. groundbreaking questions yes. like, yeah. how's, how's the, the tour going? <laughs> how's your steps into the album? And then I'm going to ask you again, how's it going so that I don't talk over you afterwards? How's it going? It's going well, man. I'm, uh tour's been pretty insane for us. I mean, it's the biggest tour we've ever done as far as like attendance and, you know, like high profile band, like Animals as Leaders. Um, so it's been really sick. It's also been really intense, like um, anxiety and, and practicing and, and driving and <laughs> just trying to be like on our A game 24-7. Right. Because it is like, it, is, it didn't raise the level of, I guess, pressure. Um, you know, like we're rolling into cities that we don't know too many people like Columbus or like... Um, like Nashville and, and like working with local sound guys and stuff and sometimes we'll get like a five minute sound check to play in front of a thousand people. Yeah. Which is for us is intense, but it's all been working out really well. I mean Nice. No no crazy no. stories your, your shit didn't work or everything these bigger venues and stuff, hopefully they have their shit together. Yeah, nothing like that. It's it's more that just like contortionist is on you know, they sound check right before us and they don't use monitors and we, we do, so like, you know, Sometimes there's no time left before doors, and then you know the local dudes don't even have the monitors on stage. They're looking for mic stands and stuff, and we're like, just like, ah, oh, <laughs> madness. I haven't even heard my guitar through my monitor yet. You know, it's but it's all worked out. Um, some nights better than others, but there's there's been no train wrecks, thank God, because the mistakes on so far. yeah <laughs> mistakes on that stage hurt a lot more yeah. than just playing in the dive bar on the floor. You know. Um, I mean, you never, we're always trying to play on our A game. We never like fucking around, like not taking it seriously. But at the same time, you kind of know that you're playing to like the staff of guitar centers around the country on this tour, you know? <laughs> and like everybody's, you know. You're just hoping to, to gain maybe one, one or 100 fans per show, you know, just kind of stack it yeah. up. Well, I mean, how'd, the, how'd the Mark tour go? The Mark tour was sick too. Uh, there, there was uh, a few nights where like the torch had to drop. Which sucked, um, but I mean, it was it, for us. It was sometimes kind of cool because we got to play like an hour instead of a half an hour and just fill up more time. But um, you know, the fans sometimes like were a little bummed when that happens. But other than that, it was it was a great tour. And Mark's super cool. Mark, you know, he worked on a record which we yeah. talked about, and, and and he gave us that tour. And he was really busy, but he would make a point to, to ask how the show went. And you know, those then those fans were pretty receptive. You know, it's always like. You know, we're a lot to take in, I think, at first. And, you know, for this tour with Animals, we're kind of like the rock band on the tour. Yeah, right. you know, we're like, you know, they, we're not putting on a, a clinic necessarily. Like, we, we, me and our, my drummer Ray, like, we talked about it a lot before we came out. Like, I'm going nuts. I've been trying to rehearse this one thing, and it just feels like I'm never going to, you know, get it perfect every time. And, you know, it's it was just kind of trying to put ourselves up to the standard of those guys, like Matt Garska on drums and, and Tosin and Javier on guitar. It's just like kind of an impossible feat, you know? Well, it's not, we just don't do the same thing. And we realized a couple shows in, like, you know, it's just about putting on a good show for us. That's what's going to win people over. Listening to your guitar playing, and as I was saying before we started recording, you know, just all the runs all over the place. I'm like, are, are you really playing everything that's recorded? Are you hitting that live? 
Yeah, um, I mean, awesome. yeah, people sometimes will be like, how do you do it, do it live? And, you know, I just switch from rhythm to lead, you know, right. and I just, <laughs> you know, like most of the time I'll play the lead part if there's a lead part. Um, I very rarely would like not play the lead part because that's the more that's fun thing yeah. to do. But um, yeah, it's just a live experience. Our bass player Vin holds it down and he's got a pretty massive beefy bass tone. So right. if I'm playing the lead, he's kind of, you know, filling out the space. Yeah, yeah. We talked about adding another guitar player, but um, just be hard to do and just you think. You got to deal with another asshole. That's, yeah. that's the thing, man. Add I, another band member, sure, but yeah, with somebody another. else to fit the room. <laughs> yeah, to, yeah that, to be honest with you, it's really more about personality than because I'm sure I right. can find a great guitar player. You know, guitar oh. players are a dime a dozen, unfortunately, right, exactly. for me. But, uh, you know, it's, it's just kind of like, you know, adding another personality into the van every single day, you know. You got to find the one personality and someone with the availability to do what you guys, you know, kind of. Yeah. You got to put it the band it. first. Yeah. We've been doing that a long time. Like, if, you know, the early days, you know, if somebody couldn't make a show because they were had plans with their buddies or something, they got checked because it was just like, well, then you're not. You're not If this was an, if it was a bullshit show, it was yeah. whatever. But if it was something we thought was important, you know, your social life was going to take a hit. And it's hard to find people that want to do that and break their ass and break the bank. <laughs> so yeah, we, we, we're lucky that we have four dudes that are willing to do it. So um, so yeah, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Speaking of the things that you're playing and all that, I really enjoyed the, the videos and stuff that you were posting trying to get the solo from Motionless and Sky Down. Yeah. <laughs> going, coming yeah, that, up to the... That was one of the things. That show where you guys played that whole damn album. Yeah. How did that go off? It was cool. It was, you know, it's a little... We're kind of like trial by fire, like the way we do things sometimes. Like, we got asked to do this thing that was like a half podcast, half live performance. And, you know, I was like, what if we made it the first time we play the album all the way through and make that the kind of the special thing to promote the album? But, like, having never, you know, rehearsing a song is one thing and then playing it on stage and getting that one shot is like a different thing. So it was kind of like fucked up that we were like, all right, let's. <laughs> Let's try this stuff live right. for the first time, all at the same time, while it's being recorded and videoed. And uh, but yeah, well, well, and, and all that work put into it paid off. But um, yeah, that part in Motionless in Sky in particular was the hardest thing I've ever tried to do. And basically, the song was hard enough as it was. And when we were doing pre-production with Machine, and we were like, eh, we don't really want to pop this song we don't want to fluff this song up and make it like easier to you know this is our prog song like just let it be what it is and he was like oh it's your prog song well it gets boring right here so make it proggier right here so that riff like it's like the first variation of the main riff is like a bitch it's so hard because I, I took i took what he said and like took it to heart and was like okay like I, she's right like if this is our prog song i should i should really do something that's challenging for me and for the listener to like to absorb and uh so I went all out and wrote this crazy thing, but it was one thing to like do it in the studio, another thing right. to actually be expected to do it live. Well, that's the thing is like when you piece something like that together, you know, I don't know if you're thinking, I gotta make sure I can do this live, or some people are like, we're never gonna do this live so we can make it Just as outlandish as possible. But you guys know that, yeah, we're probably gonna have to put this in the set. Again, like trial by fire, it's kinda <laughs> like... It's Just kinda, write it and worry about it later. Well, I kind of always want to put something on the record that I know I'm gonna have to work my ass off to pull off live. Yes. That's always the thing, like, you know, like I want to get better as we go, and yeah. part of that is making sure that, like, you know, if all the riffs were just kind of simple punk rock riffs, you know, I wouldn't feel like I was progressing as a guitar player. Yeah. You know, I want to have some of that stuff there, but... You gotta take a break at some point. It's yeah. always a goal to, yeah, like, we're, I'm not trying to be Tosin, you know, he's, he's like 24, like, yeah, the whole set, he he's working his ass off on the guitar, but, you know, I feel like I am too, but it's just a different, it's a different thing, it's mm -hmm. just, um, and you know, on this record we just tried, we talked about it, like, tried to just focus more on song, right. songwriting, and, you know, writing meaningful kind of anthemic type songs, you know, rather than trying to like just squeeze notes in there as much as possible. Fucking nailed it. I, Thanks, I, I know, uh, you. you know, you're not the, the lyricist and all that, but the the one song on the album that kind of uh, sparks kind of my curiosity as to what it's about and, and you know, because it's kind of, I, I think it's kind of vague, the all at all angles. Mm -hmm. I'm white water, I'm all at all angles. Do you know what that means or what that, what sets? The uh, phrase, I just, I just can't even fathom what, he, what he's I saying. I love the, just randomness of the phrase. Right. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, we all had a hard time with like understanding that one. It's a, it's a bit of a mouthful, but it stayed, you know. Um, I think John could explain it to you um, better than me than right. I could. But basically, it kind of ties into the theme of um, crux overall, and just kind of like choosing a different life and just being like. When he's saying I'm white water, he's talking about like rapids, you know, like and uh, that kind of like I'm. I'm, gonna I'm in like I'm in like this naturally intense yeah, yeah. like kind of um, furious kind of energy of like you know I'm beyond this shitty day job or this this you know relationship that's on the rocks or whatever like I am meant for more I guess okay. that's his way I'm you know you know that's it's a real cocky thing to say yeah. but I'm in all, I, you know awe at all angles from whatever angle you can look at me you should be in awe. Same as like rapids. Okay. I, yeah. yeah that's kind of the video. Made, it, it all kind of ties in with the video there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. With the scooters and everything. Yeah. They, yeah. Our buddy, uh, our good friend on Long Island, uh, uh, likes to get like old mopeds, like European mopeds, and like and build them up, soup them up, so they go like 40 miles an hour. <laughs> and uh, we like we like bugged him into like lending it, lending us a bunch of them for the yeah. video. And it was just like a goofy concept to kind of metaphorically. Um, illustrate like I'm choosing this other path, right? And I'm and I'll, I'm quitting my job. And, and you have to spit on some lady. That's my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, the whole thing leading up uh, that was. I mean, what's Did you make dinner that night? <laughs> oh yeah. What that? What's funny about that is like, well, first of all, I cleared that with her for like. <laughs> A week, and she was really into it. She was just For thought the calls, it was. Baby. She thought it was funny. Yeah. But the funniest thing about that is, I worked in that coffee shop, oh. and basically that was me quitting because I, like, I told them I was. I didn't like quit that moment, but I think I worked one more day and was like, I'm going on tour. I'll let you know when I'll be back, and then just never came back. Oh, nice. Because okay. I just was. I had to put down the, uh, the day job. I couldn't, right. you know, just make again make the choice of like, do or die kind of with this shit. Because I mean, I, I teach guitar. Like I can't just. Just do Moon Tooth, obviously, right. but um, no more customer service jobs. And, you know, like I would come home and just bitch about these horrible people I'd have to interact with. You know, these entitled ass fucking Starbucks people. Right. And then she, so she was trying to like be one of them, you know. So yeah. Did anyone, I did know. anyone else in the band their little role they had? Was it any of those kind of personal, like? Yeah, I mean, Ray, Ray, our drummer, owns a studio. Okay. And actually, the guy who's being like head. the dipshit guitar player yeah. in, the, in the video is his partner who owns the video. You meet him; he's doing merch for us, Anthony. Okay. Uh, they, they're partners at uh, Westfall Recording Company in New York. That's where we've done all of our recording. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, he just, you know, his joke, his goof was that like he's just working with a client that just you know, knows everything, right? Yeah, yeah just isn't listening the, to him and can't, zone can't play his shit. Yeah, and drinking, getting drunk, you know, while he's trying to track. And then Vin used to work at like TD Bank. And, and bass player, yeah, sitting behind the desk. No, no, he hasn't for a while, but that was just like his thing. Where it's like he had that's when he had to like deal with just angry yeah. people because they're whatever's problems they're having with their bank account. And he would just get you know, but he left that you know, he was full time, he had a real job there, and, and he left it to do this because they were like an early on sh like DIY tours. They were like, no, you can't take off, and we were like, well, <laughs> we're doing it, dude. And he was so that, that ended for him. So yeah, there's all like it's all truth in there. John, that our friend Jenna, who played John's girlfriends, they're not dating. There's that she was just a good sport about that. But it's funny, Sasha from Intronaut when he saw the video, he's like, I like that John's job is just that he has a chic girlfriend. Like another element to it, I guess. <laughs> right. Um, I kind of, I kind of, you know, with that whole this isn't living, this is just killing time. Or right. Yeah. That when you listen to his, his monologue part of the song, that little breakdown, that kind of sums it up. A lot of the lyrics on the album come from John's personal, um, like adaptation to this lifestyle, and because a lot of, a lot of people in our lives are, are not doing this and more, kind of settling down, having kids and stuff. So, yeah. Um, you know, and he's so invested in it emotionally that, like, you know, I think it like hurts sometimes to be doing anything but this. You know, the, the, the in between times are the hard times for for us right now. Yeah, when you're not out and they're not tracking. Or yeah, not it's because like, there's some uncertainty to it still. Yeah, right. And I, I mean, 
genuinely, we don't understand how. That album is fucking amazing. The, the listeners are, are sick and tired, if whatever listeners, are sick and tired of hearing us talk about you because every week you're brought up somehow, some way. Right. Some, some, <laughs> and it's... And it's almost fanboyish, but it's 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 genuine, genuine as hell. Thank you. Yeah, when awesome. we first talked to you, we'd we'd heard uh, trust and we'd heard the old stuff. I hadn't. I don't. When when I uh, you weren't on, you know, I hadn't heard of you guys yet. We started talking to you, so I I didn't I go back to listen stuff. to okay. it because I, I approached right. it a little bit different. But I did. I went on a road trip a couple weeks ago and I listened to the old stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about what you said, how it's more focused, and I'm like, that's exactly yeah. the the word you would use for the old stuff. So it's, it sounds like a completely different feel. And I mean that. And so real quick, we we reviewed your album. I don't know if you if you even listen to that, whatever, but. I want to ask you about this real quick. So I gave you a four point five mm-hmm. for out of five. Yeah, for one reason. Mm-hmm. And I want to I want to get your response on this. Is so at the end of Crux, where you guys let loose and he starts striking out. Yeah, and that's the only time you did that. Mm-hmm. So I, the the half was missing because I wanted more of that. So my question to you is, why just a little taste of kind of just that kind of heavier? Yeah, all. Yeah, it just kind of worked out that way with these songs. Yeah, like if you it listen wasn't to the premeditated, stuff, like we're just going to give it a little bit of dash right here. And not really. In the original version of Thumbspike, I had more of a vocal part. Like but my part's still there, but it, you know, it kind of became more. You're, back, you're, back you're, yeah, wait, I don't think we understand this. Uh, Are you that, doing the barking? Are you doing the screaming shit? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So like, if you listen to the old stuff, it's there a little bit more mm-hmm. on the last album, but it was just kind of like. Well, there was one song that we cut from Crux where I had more to of that stuff going on too, but it just didn't it didn't fit. Can you send that to us? <laughs> well, we, we actually haven't finished the vocals on it yet, but yeah, it'll it'll come out on something. But yeah, and I, I had a couple of the new songs that have more vocal parts. It just was like a, you know, like I just approach it like if it feels necessary, then I do it. Right. Yeah, we did not just to throw. We did not realize that you were doing that. Right. And that song became what it was in. With pre, in pre-production with Mark Morton, like that song was this sprawling, fucking eight-minute-long song that was all like a riff salad, you know. And he was like, "Just take this one clean part and make it your verse and try it for me." And we all loved it. And then it just became kind of this kind of definitive song because it's like the crux is like this crossroads thing, and it was like our lightest thing we've ever done and the heaviest thing we've ever right. done. And that was so that was kind of it wasn't intentional. Like we were gonna only do this one part where you scream, but it just kind of like made sense when it was happening, you know. That that riff you have going on too, it's, oh it's so God. off, you know, off beaten, whatever. Oh, it's, it's not so a four four. Like a, I I couldn't even learn. To, I uh, we like Meshuggah a lot, so that was like <laughs> do, do Meshuggah a little bit. Right. I, I when I first heard it, I was literally staring at my stereo, and I told him I couldn't wait till he fucking heard it because I guarantee that you're gonna be talking to me about a single fucking song, and he's going through the album and texting me. Is it this one? Dude, you'll know it when you get to it. Is oh, it this one? Dude, you'll know it when you get to it. Found it. All capital letters. It's Crocs. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, you know, outside of us being ridiculous about it, what has the general reception been to the album? It's been great. It's been really good. I mean, we you know, we got the like metal sucks and metal injection and all those I've always kind of like had her back but this time like Kerrang and um, Pitchfork and like some some other ones like you know took it more seriously I think in general like the reviews have been really good but like it's also been just taken a little bit more seriously than the last one and um, yeah I mean and just the fans it's all been really positive I mean the, like you catch some like comments like I kind of miss the craziness of the last album or whatever like you're always going to get that but overall it's been overwhelmingly positive I think I've heard that exactly one time yeah I mean and that's fine because I'm sure that like if I love that record that like when I was that was like a you know for me is like Macedon's first three records once they went in a different direction I still liked it but I had a hard time right looking at it as the same band apt comparison that's good yeah i mean but every band ends up doing it at some point because you're not going to sound like yeah you don't want to write the same songs every yeah you're not going to sound like you do when you're 21 or 31 or 41 (laughs) it just is what it is and i think that like you don't want to scream your head off and and like write all that shit that's so hard to play after that while you just kind of no but that's that's not really what we did i I think it's just kind of like um like you said, it was more focused, and we just been learn how to write together more. Like the other stuff that you, the old stuff is kind of like my song, your song, my song, your song, your song, your riff, my riff. Now yeah. it's kind of we write more, talking about everything, and um, kind of painstakingly finding the best route for everything. We're still trying to sort that out. Yeah. So uh, we'll uh, 
tell us, you know, you give us a little bit about what's coming up for Moon Tooth. Yeah. A few months or whatever, I don't know. What, starting now, what's, what, what are we to expect? Where are you at in a new album? Where are you at in a new tour and all that good stuff? We're gonna be out. I mean, we, we just from this tour, like, found a new agent and a manager. And they're excited to work with us, so it's pretty much just the start of touring on this record. But we it's also all have- It's starting to snowball and come together and it's Yeah, we, we already have something for July. We'll be around, you know, and then uh, the fall, I'm sure the fall will get filled up too. And I mean, we kind of knew like, all right, when, no matter what happens or who wants to work with us or take us out on tour, like, you got a new record, you gotta work it. So we're staying busy. Uh, we already have a handful of new songs that we are done or demoed oh, out. Shit. That we're like, uh, we're talking about how we might want to do that, but we're, we just gotta kind of let things happen naturally right now. Yeah. You know, like this is the most high-profile tour right. we've ever done, so just kind of see where, where the chips fall from here. You You're know? just worried about the shows and getting the you know, getting the following and getting out there. And... Kinda, yeah. We learned that like got to be sort of patient and let things happen. You that know? would be so hard for me. It is Once really the challenging. Done, actually. I want to start writing the next. Well, you know, if I was to do something. It, it is really challenging actually because you know. I just want to stay busy, but what keeps happening is I'll book tours, like you know, like we, we were talking about, and um, it's three times now that I booked a whole tour at DIY, and then we got an offer and I had to can the whole thing. It happened for Mark, it happened for this, and now it's happening in July. But it's like I don't want to have nothing on the books. Yeah. But what keeps happening is like if I would have just waited, you know, the tours are, you know, this would right. be a new record and we're promoting it pretty well, and that's. Were you allowed to ask who the tour in July is with? Yeah, it's it's with Light the Torch. Uh, oh yeah, Howard Jones band. We were just out with them, and surprisingly, they asked us to come out again. Um, and then we're we're, we're going to be doing some headlining stuff too. Is that just a month kind of thing, like you've done with Mark and? Yeah, it's been yeah, it's it's weird. Like we were supposed to go out to Winnipeg, and then they're doing some festival, and then the West Coast. We don't know if they're going to give us the whole West Coast, but definitely like East Coast, Midwest, Winnipeg. We've like never been to Midwest, Winnipeg, so. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, we, we'll get the hell out of your hair, let you go do a, uh, a yeah, sound I just, check. Yeah, I just gotta get my shit ready to get on stage. The name, to name, it. name of the game on this was, has been like, as soon as Contortion this is done, you're just fucking like random right. shit up there so that we have time to sound check. <laughs> yeah, we'll let All you right. get out, get cool. on to it, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing yeah. you here soon. Nick, guitars from Moontooth. Nick from Moontooth. If you haven't listened to Moontooth, fucking listen to Moontooth. I'm sure if they listen to you guys, they've they, heard it by now. They fucking hope so. <laughs> That's sick, we appreciate that. Thanks again, man. Yeah. Thanks, Thank you guys. Nick. Really appreciate your time. Have a good one. Too, Back to you in the basement, Brian. So yeah, we we drank beer with Nick from Moon Tooth. No big deal. No big deal. Nothing. Nothing no fancy. Happened. I mean, it's not uh, you know Dave Grohl, but it's close. Yeah, and then he signed my album. No big deal. After he destroyed yeah. shit here at the Newport. That man, was something oh, else. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man, that was so fucking good, dude. I'd been looking forward to seeing and hearing them live for so fucking long, however long. Yeah, and. Fuck me, did they deliver? At noon that day, I had no idea I was singing Moontooth. <laughs> Come a couple <laughs> hours later, fucking front row. Completely forgot Moontooth. about it, right? Yeah. It was cool to see how when we walked up there and they came on, no one was there. By the time they were done, you turned around. It was and, the, and they were, everyone was like, yeah. okay, this let's go real. up there and do yeah. this. Um, you know, they're, you know, just being a four piece, he just brings all the everything Good. they don't need i mean he they don't have two guitar players but you don't <laughs> you don't need it i guess when you have a nick because he played it played it all jimmy christmas he everyone else killed it you know of course the singer's got a really neat voice yes you are questioning if he's gonna be able to pull it off live and he killed and he it did and uh I, what look, else man, you say? we have our fun back and forth about bass players and guitar players and all that i would happily sit around and nerd out about nick's fucking guitar playing all damn day and all 90 pedals all 90 pedals, all 674,000 notes that he fucking hits yeah. in stride and in a way that makes sense and, and makes it, a song better. It, fuck, man. They he, are he teaches so guitar, so if you want to know how to play guitar, hit up Nick from Moon He Tooth. also teaches bass. I might hit him up about that. Does he? Yes. Well, of course he does because anyone can bass. <laughs> there it is. Lou probably teaches bass. Um, but other than that, this is a long episode. We're going to get out of here. We're on the social medias. Listen to Moontooth. Find Chappelle Lacey. We are on all the social media places as long as all of the social media places are Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can find us at Epitome of Stupidity Podcast, some version of that. In the background, you've got Musketeers again, the new single from Moontooth. That's a really fun video where they bring in some local musicians from where they're from. They're in, in uh, New Jersey. Our guy uh, 
Pablo from Jire. Jire? Jire. Jire is in the video. And we're leaving. We're done. We're leaving. We're done. We've got an email. It's eostupidity at gmail.com. Goodbye. Bye.